This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh, hi. Um, and welcome to a very special episode of Shh, I'm watching a movie uh, with uh, with a very exciting guest. I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, we have Andrew Fung on the show from Kim's yeah. Convenience. Hey. Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> I'm I'm excited that you that you finally asked. I I have been such a, a fan of uh, of 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 your career. I was always <laughs> bummed when you never asked me to join anything. Um, I'm so now, sorry. No, don't apologize. You, you, you I, I've seen your work. I've had a, I've had a, a comedy crush on your career. Are you um, talking to me? Or are you talking? Yes, to- I am. <laughs> That's so nice. I, 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 I like that. Probably in our head, we're just like, oh, Andrew doesn't want to do this. He's yeah, got me stuff too. To do. <laughs> yeah. No, I fully. Well, especially in the Toronto scene, like I, I'm from out west, Calgary, so. Yeah. I think like there's this weird thing where like I think uh when you're out there you don't know if you could quite make it on the national scene. And so when I came out to Toronto and I started playing at like Bad Dog and Comedy Bar, it was like such a it was like really it was a really wonderful feeling when I was on stage with someone and being like, Oh, okay, I've heard of this person. Oh, okay, I can hang with this person. But then also being like, Whoa, now I know why they talk about this person. Like now I know why I see them at <laughs> festivals. Um so, so yeah, it's it's like it's really cool that the, the that the Toronto improv community has embraced me. And when people ask me to be on podcasts, and like I'm always telling people, like I'll I'll always reach out to someone, be like, uh, like to Rodrigo. I'm always like, Yo, Rodrigo, Rod, how come you've never asked me to be in a short, man? Like I oh my god, Rod has to ask you to be in a short. I always yeah. bring it up, and I'm like, You never ask me, and he's like, Oh, I don't think you want to do it. I'm like, No, I want to do it. <laughs> That's Andrew. That's exactly like not that I thought you didn't want to do it. I literally was like, he's busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's why this is also a very special episode. Joining us from Kim's Convenience as well, we have Ben Boschman. But we have to check in. Ben, are you recording yet? <laughs> are you recording yourself? Start <laughs> recording yourself. <laughs> Ben's having a tough time. Okay, we're gonna switch back to Andrew though because we're currently recording. Um, Andrew, well, thank, thank recording. you. Oh, good. Ben's recording. <laughs> Ben's recording. Great. Uh, well, thank you so much for doing that. So kind. And yes, you're a wonderful performer. And I'm sorry that you don't feel included in things because like, <laughs> and we're going to include you in everything now. Like you're going to, yeah, it's yeah. a mistake. You, well, yeah, you you, you, yeah. You just made a big mistake. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and honestly, the, the, the whole Toronto community has been so friendly. And I think like, I think on the outside looking in, any institution is like is pretty daunting, right? And and like yeah, like, yeah. like like your your good friend Anne Pornell is an example. Mm-hmm. Where on the outside looking in, I see her and I thought she was the most intimidating person. And the reason why was because I went to is go because see a Sunday she's night. intimidating. She's intimidating. Alice <laughs> is still intimidating. <laughs> she's, yeah, 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 she's I'm terrified. Fresh to death. But I saw her do a show at Comedy Bar, but she wasn't in Sunday Night Live yet. She was in the group opening. Oh, she was a baby. And I remember watching a show and being like, I was with I was with a friend and I was like, yo, that girl is like superstar. She is she is a a hammer of comedy. 
and um, I was I was just visiting. I, I I'm lying. I was shooting a reality TV show in Toronto. I was shooting a reality. What were you shooting? What uh, was it called? Big Brother? <laughs> no. Do you remember on Real Housewives of Toronto? There's um. Love Island, Toronto. There is the the, the Score Island? Television Network, the Sports Network. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a reality yeah. show they did called Drafted, and it was like five people that were going to be the next sportscaster in Canada. And oh, and I was. And you were I part was, of it. I was one of the five, and my my there was a billboard of me on King where the score was, and while we were filming it, I remember going to Second City and going to the yeah. comedy bar. And when I didn't win, I was like, thank God I'm going to continue doing comedy because I I was improvising <laughs> and doing comedy. But I remember I was like so relieved. But yeah, I saw Anne Pornell. But then like when I met Anne and played with her, I was like, she's she's yeah, she's intimidating because she's so fucking good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like when you, when you look at institutions like Toronto, you're always like, uh, it's really intimidating. But as I meet people, it's it's fantastic. And I get to work with this guy here, Ben Boschman. Oh yeah. Hey everybody. Yeah, Ben Ben this is Ben this is his second I'm appearance. I'm recording now. Yeah, this is this is Ben's second appearance on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So we're excited to have Always always happy to be back, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Ben, um the ex the the ex-boyfriend of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. The fun ex-boyfriend of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are other ex-boyfriends of the podcast, but they're technically the villains of the podcast. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm the good one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. Oh, sweet. Um, good, anyways. Sure. So, <laughs> so great. Andrew, that's wonderful. That makes me so happy because sometimes you know what? Like I've only grown up in Toronto and I've only seen this comedy scene, so it's nice to hear from someone who comes from the outside and enjoys it because I, I, sometimes I'm bitter. So it's nice to hear that, <laughs> and uh, and it's it's so exciting to have you on. And we're gonna get we're gonna start the movie that we've chosen. Yes. And basically, Andrew, if you're wondering how this podcast works, don't wonder. It's this. We're just gonna talk. Like, don't worry about which it. which movie did we choose? We're gonna Richie choose Rich. Richie. I texted you this. I didn't get it. I you texted me. Like I messaged you. Like I Facebook messaged you this. Mm. All right, Richie Rich, let's do it. How do you guys aren't together with this kind of chemistry yeah. what how did you lose this how did you guys lose this <laughs> yeah wait didn't you guys date for like two years well usually, usually there wasn't usually there wasn't longer. four people re- recording we did it yeah how long three, three years, years? <laughs> yeah. remember. long three yeah, years long oh long. Yeah. yeah 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 oh yeah me and ben we used to like each other a lot i still like you <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you... I didn't know when that fa- I didn't know when that ended. But... <laughs> I thought we were all good. I guess not. Hard way to find out on the yeah. podcast, but okay. This is why okay. we brought you on. Is this what it's about? Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. Breaking the news to me. Yeah, we, we were here to talk about Little Italy and where we went wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the way that it works is we're just gonna press play. Okay. Uh, count of three on the count of three. Play. It's Richie Rich. Fuck man. Richie. Fuck man. But also. Andrew, what you gave us so many movies. It was such a good list. Uh, why, why Richie Rich out of the ones that me and Alex chose from your amazing list? I, it's because it was it popped up on Netflix and my son saw the screen and he's like, "Whoa, is that a new Home Alone?" And I'm like, "No, it's Richie Rich." <laughs> and he's like, "What's Richie Rich?" And I'm like, "Oh, I okay, we got to watch this movie." And so I just <laughs> think it was like, I, it was on my mind, and I and I and I would like actually, I'm interested because I. As a as a dad, oh, I'm getting a phone call. I gotta turn that off. As a dad, I have to do this thing where. Okay. Sorry about that. That was the last time this will happen. (laughs) I uh, (laughs) 
I have to go back and watch Sorry. some movies before I watch them with my kids to see if they hold up. Yeah. Mm. You know? And, and to see if there's not, like, something terrifying in it that you didn't realize while it was happening. I'm not even, like, the terrifying part isn't even, like, on my radar. It's, it's like, a really, it's, a, it's really, like, the homophobia. And, and oh, <laughs> like, I think, like, homophobia yeah. really was in a lot of the movies we watch. And it made it into kids' movies, too. And I think, like, the, the scary part is, like, yo, kids are going to get scared. You know? And I think that is, that is part of growing up. And. And that's yeah. kids are scared I know of basements. That. Like kids are gonna be afraid of whatever you put in front of them. I said the scared thing because I was such a scared kid that yeah. I was like, Andrew's right. I should go back and watch stuff before I <laughs> show children. <laughs> okay, so this is based off of. So this came out after or before Blank Check. All I know is that Blank Check and this movie came out at the same time, and I, I think... think I liked Blank Check better as a child. Do we remember Blank Check? Yeah. No. Yeah, the blank check would have connected more to us because blank check was like a regular kid who became rich. Yeah, because he found to... a blank check. It was yeah. like, let's do it. Whereas this kid that is born into privilege. That movie has one privilege. of the most disturbing effing endings of all time. I've talked about this on the podcast before because he is, what, 11 or 10? And he kisses Claudia Schiffer on the mouth at the <laughs> end. Yeah. And like we were waiting for that too. Like it's like this kid had it all. He's rich and now he gets to mouth kiss a 25-year-old woman. It was disgusting. Yeah. Anyways, this is the kind of thing that you have to watch so your kids don't watch it. Well, like I made Did a comment. Did you see that movie um What's up? Sorry. No, I was going to say that same thing happens in that skateboarding movie that came out like two years ago. Oh, mid-90s. That Jonah Hill directed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mid-90s, that was yeah. awful. <laughs> it's a really good movie, but then there's no, a it's really, not. really a good movie, weird then. sex scene. It is up until that scene. That scene's very, very strange. I was but laughing so I hard. It's a great movie. I was laughing so hard watching mid-90s just imagining Jonah Hill thinking he's killing it. Of just Jonah Hill thinking he's so cool, and I was yeah, laughing man. so hard ben, at the idea of that. Midnight sucks. You're wrong. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't suck. The music's great. It's very fun. Yeah, the music's good. Um, Andrew, very uh, funny. What were you gonna say though, or do you remember? It's okay if you don't. There's too many of us. Oh, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I'm, I'm, I um, I'm a big Degrassi fan, and oh yeah. Now that now that I'm in the Canadian tv sphere i've uh i've like seen degrassi people at like events and award shows and i remember like um i saw a ray a black and he played sav bandari on degrassi and we we've met we've, we've chatted a few times and, and like we were hanging out one time at the actor awards and i like brought up a, a i guess a storyline and he looked at me he's like whoa you're a fan and i'm like yeah man it's really dirty. i'm really sorry and i'm like you probably don't want to be friends with me anymore and he's like no no it's all good <clears throat> but but what i commented on was like even under grassy even like six years ago there was a storyline where like a kid dated a teacher and it was like totally chill and i was like oh man like there's that new show i don't think it's supposed to be chill but there's a new show called a teacher on fx with kate mara and it's about that same thing where it's like it's a woman dating a student but like the teen that they got is so good looking and has such like muscle definition for the age and (laughs) kate mara looks young it's such a (laughs) weird thing that they do because they're being like, yeah, it's wrong, but isn't this teen very sexy and isn't the teacher so hot? And it's like, mm. why do we keep telling this story? 
What are yeah. we learning from it? Yeah. Well, I don't think the point of, you know, TV shows is to learn stuff, is it? <laughs> well, I don't know. If you're watching it, I mean. you learn a lot of stuff, Ben. I don't know. Degrassi shows teaches. Shows oh, yo, Ben. Yeah. Degrassi is specifically supposed to teach, I thought. Guys. What's that? I'm I'm sorry. I Okay, so originally you would ask me to do a podcast on the film Little Italy. Okay? Yes. <laughs> I, I made a comment. I was like, you know what? I'd seen it a bunch of times. And I we, we decided to go with Richie Rich. Unintentionally, unintentionally, I did not know this till mm-hmm. right now. Richie Rich was directed by Donald Petrie, who directed Little Italy. Let's get into well, it. Well, well, Let's well. get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, and what's so creepy about that is Andrew gave us a list of movies, and I said, oh, Big Daddy, and Kalenko's like, no, the funnest one to do would be Richie Rich. So, like, we almost didn't do this. Okay, you know what, Andrew? All roads lead to Little Italy. Let's get into it. All roads lead to Little Italy. Little Italy is a film I made two years ago. Is it only two years ago? God. I thought it was older. Uh, I might have shot it three years bad. ago, and it was released two years ago. Released years. So, Don, his name is Donald Petrie. Yeah. So he also did Mystic Pizza. Yes. And Miss oh. Congeniality. Yes. I'm a big fan of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be a Donald Petrie podcast, I think. I, how was he? Was he a nice man? I, I he loves a female driven story. Yeah, Except he was. He rich. was a. Yeah, yeah. Well, are we all watching the same version of Richie Rich? (laughs) What female version story are you seeing? (laughs) He's a very nice man. I'm actually just watching Little Italy because I really love that movie. Guys, I'm trying to get some intel on Little Italy. Let (laughs) Andrew talk. Uh, he's a wonderful man. He was really nice. I so I what happened was I they reached out and they're like, hey, can you send in like a like a like an audition tape and it wasn't even like an audition tape it's like oh we just want to see you do this character and i love when that happens because it means that like you're not auditioning you're you're actually in consideration because like ben you said it best uh you you made a comment Mm. saying uh commercial auditions uh are sometimes not they don't make you uh oh they don't make you always feel make you feel terrible sometimes they make you feel degrading like it was like along (laughs) that tone right so yeah, sometimes it make you feel very stupid too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same with like auditioning for stuff. Sometimes you just feel like you have no shot doing this. But this is one of the times where oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, I, oh, I, I have a shot, and um, I auditioned. They offered me the role, and then like a few months later, we were getting ready to shoot, and I met him in my fitting, and he was a very nice man. Um, he saw a jacket I was wearing and kept saying, "I'm taking this jacket." At the end of the shoot, um. He was a very like nice you man. you were wearing personally or your character was wearing? <laughs> you robbed me. Yeah. Donald Petrie. He's like, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, he's my jacket. He just, he, he just kept... a really aggressive director. I like he just kept style. fiddling with a knife in the corner yeah. being like, I'm <laughs> taking this jacket at the end of the shoot. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, I love your thing about commercial auditions because I have a theory that every actor who's given up has given up in the waiting room of a commercial audition. Yeah. Just been like, like it's never yeah. a real audition. It's always just like, oh man, I... Don't have a shot in hell at the Swiffer commercial, yeah. but I'm still. <laughs> it's a, I just did two. I did two self tapes today, um, and one of them was one line for a web series where I had to be where I had to say the words like, "Still, what am I supposed to do with that?" That's pretty and good. I get like, <laughs> and I just think it took an hour and a half to shower, put on makeup, set up my audition thing, 
and yeah, there's no winning in what we do, but sometimes <laughs> you get to make a movie like Little Italy. Okay, <laughs> can I have one question with Little Italy? Little yeah. Italy? I hope, I'm hoping several, but continue. Um, okay, first of all, did you guys all get a different dialect coach? Because <laughs> everyone's Italian accent is completely different. They're like so... all over the place, and I've never heard them spoken in Toronto. Well, uh, how did this get made? And Ben did, knows did Italian. I know Italians. And uh, how did this get made? Did the podcast on, on Little Italy and like I think Jason Manzucas yes, was just like, but where in in New York are they from? And oh. like, like he was perplexed by it. And I think it's I think it I think it was a, a case where like everyone kind of had their own interpretation, and and it, you didn't necessarily see the larger picture of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like it was set in toronto's little italy yeah but they never say that emma roberts is from toronto or is this like just little like the like the atmosphere of little italy is it just like an idea of little italy? i'm just wondering like, I think in the it, script. it's set in toronto isn't no, no, it hold on ben i want to hear from andrew <laughs> I, okay, we sorry. have the answer here <laughs> it, uh there is a discussion on set it wasn't it, it, it wasn't necessarily set in toronto they didn't never said it, it wasn't. and i think they just said it was little italy and anywhere um Okay, that makes so much sense about the movie then, because as an Italian, I, I've said this three times to them off off recording, but as an Italian Canadian comedic actress who lived in Toronto's Little Italy at the time, I don't understand why I wasn't in it, but Paul Constable was. This is my <laughs> major, my major gripe with that movie. The Canadian Tire Guy? You're really good in it. Sorry, hmm? yeah, the, the Canadian Tire Guy. The Canadian Tire Guy, yeah. Yeah, you know, we're not going to talk shit about anyone, but he's my one true enemy and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you can come at me. Um, That's great, though. That That's so fun. Okay, Alex, what are your Little Italy questions? Oh, I currently live right now in Little Italy and... um. My question, my question is, um, right now all the stores are closed, so uh, it's less of a question, more of a comment. Of uh, you've pro- you've probably you've now achieved your dream of making it Little Italy anywhere because it currently looks very different than it did when it was shot. <laughs> that went dark, Alex. That 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 went to a spiral of a dark. I place. step out front of my. I I live right on college. I step out front of my front door and I see right across the street, uh, five closed stores. Yeah. So it's a it's a real halfway, it's a real ple- Halfway through that question, I was like, but Andrews is not the representative of the of the actual Little Italy. He was in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> You're asking him questions about like the real estate in Little Italy, Toronto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Andrew, what do you think? What do you think your place is going for? Um, okay. Um, also, I have a real question to ask. As a young um, teen child, when Star Wars came out, is Hayden Christensen the cutest boy in the world? <laughs> he's uh i actually never watched any of those prequels i didn't watch any of them oh really, really? yeah he's not I, okay listen he gets made fun i i think he's an amazing actor i love hayden christensen anyways continue he gets made fun of for those prequels yeah and i think it's come they've come around on him and 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 i think they, re- they realize that like it wasn't necessarily his acting it was more the directing and you gotta remember before this guy made the star wars movies he was nominated for a golden globe like he was the next guy. Yeah, yeah. he was in Life actor. as a House, my favorite movie as a child. 
Yeah. Well, Alex, we have to do Life as a House, by the way. <laughs> no, we're good. Do it with Hayden Christensen. Do it with Hayden. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, Andrew. Yeah. I just got, like, sweaty. Do you know Hayden Christensen per- personally, and could we somehow get him on this Let's podcast? see what we can do. Let's see if we can reach out. Oh, he's, man. Uh, he's, oh. Anyways. He's usually this, this in his This is why I dated house. Ben. What? This is why this I dated is... Ben. To get to Hayden Christensen? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta you're, say, you're there's just, easier you... ways to do it. I can, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> you just year two of dating Ben. You're like, oh, just you're gotta like, hold Hayden's on. Gotta come around sometime. <laughs> but Ben, do you consider me that I was your muse because in the time that you dated me, you got Kim's convenience? No, I didn't. I, that's not true. We'd been no, broken up for a while, and then I got no, Kim's no. Convenient. But you auditioned for it when we were together. No, I didn't. What? <laughs> I swear on my life that you did. we we did. I I I know I wasn't because I was working at Pizzeria Libretto. I remember that. Yeah, and we weren't we weren't dating when I was working at Pizzeria. Libretto. This is haunting me because I could have swore that I remember you auditioning for it. I probably talked to you about it. Mm. Yeah, but also I was still your muse though. Sure. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about this movie a little bit. Is this movie about just the fact that they're rich? I think it's just uh it's just it's just it's just the, the journey of Richie Rich and and uh I think uh I think the crux of it is that they've Richie Richie's family has saved this factory, this bolt factory from closing. Would you ever believe that in a parallel world Richie Rich is Bruce Wayne? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do his parents die? Well, no. isn't it well, isn't it like Richie Rich like the character was from like the Harvey comics and it was like the same mm-hmm. comics as like Casper the Ghost and the Harvey Street Kids. And because it's like everything's so simplistic styled, Richie Rich like looks like Casper the Ghost. Mm. It's the whole thing of like Casper the Ghost is just Richie Rich dead, like unfinished business trying to deal with it. Oh my God. Also, that's terrifying. But I like like that, I guess. So then there's a parallel universe where everyone's dead. I think it's funny we're watching Richie Rich because I was like, I think it's the funniest one to pick because it is like this movie would not get made today of just like rich child is the premise of the movie. Like if this like movie got made today, it'd be like rich child who like has to go out of his way to not be a Trump supporter. Like it's it would like rich child is just not a premise that people deal with anymore. But my favorite I, I genre of anything is rich I think New a York Netflix TV show about Richie Rich. And I think it's still going. Yeah. And it was like. It's no way it's still going. It was like one of the first things that Netflix like bought to re-air on the service. And everyone's like, what the fuck is this? Because like up <laughs> yeah. to that point, the Netflix originals were like, like Orange the New Black. And then like we got another Netflix original. It's Richie Rich. And it's like, oh, okay. So it's going to be garbage from here on out. All right. Alex, so- I, I think I would disagree. And I think that they would still make Richie Rich, but they wouldn't call it Richie Rich because they're making a Gossip Girl reboot. And mm. they made. Yeah, uh, see my favorite genre. Rich people, rich people. <laughs> yeah, rich people. Yeah, <laughs> rich people doing things. Wow. I feel like the rich people doing things is still a genre, but now you're right. They have you, to disguise succession. it a bit more. Or it's more about their. Yeah. It's more about their. They call it like Succession, succession like is Richie just rich, people, sorry, rich people doing. Oh, I was gonna say succession but is Richie it's, Rich. It's their flaws, right? They're all portrayed as like these yeah. really bad, flawed, power hungry, corrupt people. Whereas Richie Rich is like. Look how rich this kid is. And hey, he deserves it. <laughs> like, it's really... <laughs> it's really pro... They pat him know, on like, the shoulder. What a little great guy this is. I don't think they would... I don't think they would do that. I feel now. like... 
But also, this Richie Rich lives in an era of the 90s where uh, the rich were seen as, um, besides benevolent, which they're not, um, they, they're, like his level of rich are seen as like they're talking on cell phones at the table. Isn't that quaint? Whereas mm. now we would see that and we'd be like, isn't that disgusting? They don't have a, they don't meet each other's emotional needs. <laughs> That's, uh, That's my thought on that. Andrew, did, did you end up watching this with your kid? No, not yet. I'm, I'm this, this is my dry run now. Is your test drive? Oh, oh so, you're so, not going to learn anything. So, 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 Andrew, this, you are this a was strict like, parent. Hold on, this, you are this, much stricter than I thought. This, you're, you're doing a, this was a, on your emergency list. safety run on Richie Rich. I think just as a dad, I think like I, I, I want to be prepared for conversations with my children about like a variety of topics. And I think like I think we, we you know, obviously like this year has been a week, uh, an interesting year where we've had conversations about uh, Black Lives Matter and about about, uh, about gender. We're talking about um, race. And so I think it 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 it. it trickles down to like the content i show them so like you know right now we're really into captain underpants um mm. comic books mm. and books oh. and that's easy because like that's literally i'm having conversations with him about yeah farting and pooping is hilarious but you know <laughs> in books we're big topics. Jokes. Equally, yeah, yeah, equally big, as big. big as blm <laughs> yeah honestly though it's important don't make your kids nerds talk to them about that <laughs> and i think that's what it is i think it's just like we're just having these conversations but i think this is a trickle down of like if there's a movie from my childhood that I want to show them, Home Alone's a really good example because Home Alone is is there's a lot of like conversations not like around like being safe and like not throwing bricks at people, um, <laughs> but also like just the language they use like like shut up is one that they say in Home Alone a lot and like that one uh... my younger son like when he watched Home Alone there's a couple times where he said shut up. And we're like, how old is the your little one? Three. Oh, oh no! You know, I wasn't allowed to watch when I was a kid. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons because my mom didn't want me to burp <laughs> like Homer. <laughs> this was her I had, main I had those parents yeah. too. I had my when I was a kid, like we weren't allowed Simpsons for a while. I, yeah, I also, not until I yeah. was like ten or eleven. I also had my mom was like, "You can't watch The Simpsons." And my dad was like, yeah, "It's fine." <laughs> And they're not divorced. They 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 they're still together. They was just it was just a weird like power grab between the two of them. It's like my dad be watching Simpsons like yeah you can watch it who cares. And my mom would then yell at me when I'm watching Simpsons later. It was very confusing. I think you're yeah, doing yeah, a better job it. than my parents, Andrew. Don't worry. Yeah, I think it's nice how engaged. Yeah, my mom cared, but was like she wasn't well versed in like media, so we watched way too many things that disturbed me as a child that she just wasn't aware of. So it's nice that you're doing a dry run because like I saw a clip of The Exorcist and I couldn't sleep by myself for the two Exorcist. years. Was that just like a couple years <laughs> yeah. ago? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was two years ago. <laughs> and I like had to sleep with people over and over. No, um, uh, you know, did you see that documentary Disclosure on Netflix? No, no. Oh, everyone watches documentary. It's with Laverne Cox and it's about... Uh, Trans representation and LBGP, uh, LBGTQ, oh boy, uh, representation in movies. And basically what it says is that representation matters, but it explains so specifically and so clearly why it matters because 
how influential things are. And so this talks, it talks a lot about how like up until literally maybe two years ago, when a person who was trans or something, when someone would date them on the movie, in the movies or in TV shows, they'd be like physically ill finding Mm. out that they were, they used to be another sex or whatever. And it just talks about how like that permeates and that warps your mind, especially if you're someone who is dealing with that. And I just think it's so important, yeah, to have this conversation because when you wait, yeah, this is the movie where he kisses Claudia Schiffer. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was talking about something important and then got distracted. Sorry. Anyways, so I just think it's great that you're doing that for your kids because it is important that kids see things and then they understand it. Like I would let my kids like listen to rap music, obviously, because it's good. But anytime something was said like bitch or whatever, I would have to stop and like just make them think about it. Because they should think about it. Yeah, and I think it's 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 it, it's not like I'm not I'm not I'm not taking things away from them. I think that when they consume the media, they should ha- have a bit of a better understanding on how they consume it. And one really good example is like you mentioned hip hop music. When I was a teenager, and like Jay Z and Nas and like um, Little Kim were 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 coming out, we we didn't know the culture behind it, and we didn't know what words were being said, and. And so I think that as 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 you understand the words, you're like, oh, I shouldn't be repeating some of these words. And I, you know, th- yeah. this is more of a commentary on society than anything. And so I think I just want them to have a better grasp of, of the content they consume. Um, yeah. But, you know... It, it, because it makes them know their worth too, like that, and that's the whole thing about disclosure. It's like growing up, like you you figure out your worth, and it's down. You don't want to be influenced, but you just are. Yeah, yeah, I I, th- I think that's 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 the case. Um, but you know, we we went through it with Home Alone, so I just saw this movie and I was like, ooh, I gotta like make sure this is right, or like I gotta do it with Mighty Ducks. But I feel like Mighty Ducks is gonna be real good. I feel Mighty Ducks is gonna Mighty be. Ducks we watched M two. I don't remember it too well, but I, I remember you, it being pretty you, fun. D two, yeah. Like if they're they're gonna take one thing from Mighty Ducks, it won't be shut up. It'll be putting the hockey puck on its side yeah. to then slap it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's that yeah. called? The knuckle puck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you have y'all seen the uh, yeah, the trailer of the new Mighty Ducks show? <laughs> no, I didn't know there was one. No, no. Yeah, it, it's with Emilio Estevez and then uh, who's Gilmore mom? What's her name? Um, Lorelai. Oh, um, Lauren Graham. Yeah. So they're in it. And it's a trailer about how Gordon Bombay is going to, like, you know, bring back this team. And I'm really happy it's coming back. But for me, the it's disappointing because I don't want to see more Emilio Estevez. I want to see no, more Joshua Jackson. I want to see Pacey be the coach of this team now and have to bring Yeah, the team. or Keenan Thompson. Oh, Keenan Thompson. Oh, my God. You, because Keenan's team is the team that brings in the knuckle puck. Yes. This is what we learned from the last. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man. It so uh yeah, as they we've de- de- detoured, <laughs> but as as we, I've been going through and like kind of like picking up looking at these things and seeing if they if they hold up. And so far Richie Rich is 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 okay. There's uh there's some things around wealth that that I'm not sure about. Oh, did you think yeah. that Richie Rich was going to have a yeah. pro-socialist <laughs> message? <Do you> think? <laughs> yeah. Like at the, yeah, the, at the end, is, you... as he's like lip-locked with Claudia Schiffer, he looks directly down the barrel of the camera and is like, redistribute <laughs> wealth, and then like, credits roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing about Richie Rich that they get it wrong is that these kids are working and they're wearing like fancy suits. 
I think the the children of the extremely wealthy are committing minor crimes. Minor crimes? <laughs> yeah. They're destabilizing. Sex crimes. You hear about that? Well, that one rich kid who he got hammered and he uh, killed someone. He was driving a car, and but he got off. Are you talking about the Kennedy lawyer? <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, that's a different one. I just heard about that one. But his lawyer pled uh, affluenza, which is where she said that he lived in such a bubble his whole life, and he was so affluent that he did not know that there could be consequences to his actions. No. And, yeah, and this is going to make you want to tear your fucking hair out. He beat the charge. (laughs) Oh. Isn't that Uh, Who's his lawyer? Who's his lawyer? Because his lawyer is the devil. Oh, absolutely. That's Isn't wild. That yeah. Because that's the same thing as the, the man that killed uh, Harvey Milk. His lawyer came up with the, the Twinkie defense. that he, Because he had been eating crappy, like Twinkies and junk food, um, he wasn't thinking clearly, and that's why he killed uh, Harvey Milk. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he, and he, got, he, he had to serve time, but he served, he served three years for murdering. Ooh. I forget what Milk was. If he was, he was a senator. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and the mayor. He murdered a senator and he mur- murdered the mayor and he got three years because of the Twinkie defense. Oh, wow. Yeah, these lawyers should be killed. I, to me, it feels like the lawyer knows he's lost, like, no, they've lost, and is just throwing Hail Marys. And then, like, we get to hear about, like, when the Hail Mary gets caught. Like, I'm sure there's, like, hours and hours of lawyers, like, losing and getting disbarred or whatever of them being oh, like yeah. of them being like yeah we just hear know. the success it's like florida <laughs> man you know like we think oh florida's crazy defense yeah my uh, <laughs> my client stubbed his toe so the double homicide was warranted yeah. and then like, my get the fuck. Had gummy worms in his teeth and wasn't thinking straight oh this is i think this is my, my my favorite part of the movie because richie rich i think yeah. c- comes and plays baseball with the kids or he's trying to He's trying to invite them to come play baseball. He's like trying to build. This is. Yeah, this is literally the only part of the movie I remember. I used to love this movie as a kid and I don't remember why. Maybe it's Claudia Schiffer. Like, who knows? It pisses me off that Claudia Schiffer did this anyways. But that means now it makes more sense. So like like Macaulay Culkin was such a big star, like the Home Alone was so outrageously successful that this movie probably got greenlit immediately. And Claudia Schiffer was like, yeah, I'll kiss him. He's he's macaulay culkin that's gotta be what it was <laughs> well yeah it's gotta well, well this movie came out i would really stop showing that part to my kids if i was you andrew i would not show him kissing a grown woman it really upsets me <laughs> okay noted i We're will getting a fascinating glimpse into several parenting styles through this podcast <laughs> if nothing else yeah, I'm, not, yeah, yeah. I'm just I like we're I, learning too much about Richie Rich, but we're learning a lot about child <laughs> rearing. <laughs> I think it's important. How would you, how would you raise your kid, Ben? Because I know that I just like I would show the kid movies that I've watched, but this is the kid who suddenly like gives a shit about Japanese filmmaking. <laughs> yeah, I'd show them. I'd just show them stuff that I liked, and if something <laughs> came up that was bad, I'd try to talk to them about it. But I don't think I'd try to. I, I don't think popular media is a good way to instill morals in your kids I yeah ben's idea. kids are gonna be are gonna be so like reading so many books they're yeah, gonna be such nerds as hell. yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be reading fucking what's his name the crying of lot 49 <laughs> thomas pinchin yeah they're gonna be reading yeah. thomas pinchin and be like and be like, Father, can we have a discussion about this? I read something quite disturbing on page 75. And then you guys My will sit down gonna, at the table. I'll be many little Philip Roths. 
just <laughs> writhing and neurotic and horny neurotic and horny I don't want to when I dated Ben it's going to be a disaster don't worry I'm not planning on having any kids so don't worry about that (laughs) when I dated Ben I I read so much Philip Roth because 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 it was the closest yeah because it was what you were reading and and out of all the things you were reading that was the most interesting idea to me and Mm. I hated him so much really what did you read well I read the human stain which actually I did not hate I really like that's a good book that's a great book and I read what's the famous one Portnoy's that's complaint? about yeah fucking port noise complaint so annoying great book such <laughs> an annoying character fantastic book just a misogynistic no just basically curb your enthusiasm but not it's, funny it's oh i it, it's yeah it's neurotic jewish humor for sure um which i enjoy uh did, did philip roth did you watch plot against america i watched the first like two episodes but i couldn't i didn't finish it i didn't go past that i i I, so i haven't read that one but uh, there's just something his writing is so particular and the way he writes characters like yeah it doesn't seem over the top while you're reading it but then when you see it played out it's like so hard to nail down and it seemed like all the actors were trying like they were all like sort of in different on different registers if that makes sense the first two episodes are so bad and then it gets really good about halfway through episode three. Oh, really so i stopped just too yeah, early yeah. but like but like i i i'd read the book so i kept mm-hmm. going and then i was like because i knew what happens and i was like oh i get what they're doing also i love the wire and it's uh what's his face yeah yeah um and i think as it goes on you get more of Oh, fuck! Why am, I, why am I blanking on the wires voice? I want to say David Chase, but I know that's wrong. I want to say his name is Barry. The guy who wrote the wire. <laughs> Barry. Yeah. <laughs> who wrote the wire? Why am I doing this? David. I don't um, know. Oh, I'm just gonna look. Cronenberg. Huh? Treme. Yeah, he wrote he wrote Treme as well. I love David Treme. Simon. David Simon. Yeah. David Simon. The, yeah. Not that Barry. was Hannah, by the way. She she got that. Thanks, Hannah. Not Barry. Um, no, uh, uh, you get more like David Simon as it goes on. And then like, if you know the story of like, just like the slow trickle in of fascism and then all of a sudden it's all at once, mm. um, which is ironic of what's happening today. Uh, and then, yeah. Uh, 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 it does a really good job of that. And so I was like, curious, like, did you, because the beginning where it's very uh, Roth, it doesn't work. But then when as it goes on and it becomes more... Uh, david simon i think it works really well oh so interesting well i want to read the book before i give them the show a shot i think that's fair but the yeah. show's right there ben yeah, I, yeah. six you hours to watch, watch the show it. fucking 30 hours read the book <laughs> i don't know i'm just saying time i okay so in the movie right now i thought that man was billy bob thornton oh yeah he, he's a doppelganger for sure wait is that is that the teacher from billy madison Ooh. She's the kindergarten Maybe. teacher that puts like the... uh, glue on her face. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Now this, this is, her this is my favorite life. part in the movie. My favorite part in the movie. <laughs> they open the door and he's got a McDonald's in his house. <laughs> oh, that is. See, there was something. That, that's why this movie su- was successful, because it's like, yeah, they do like things that you would fantasize as a child. But now technology is so good. All kids have all things all the time, right? Is that how this works? No, I, remember, I remember this. 
the McDonald's in the house is the only thing I remember about this movie. Because I, I watched love... it as a kid, and that was what made the biggest impression on me. I love the McDonald's so in the house because this... I remember my dad being like, imagine being employed there. Like, yeah. I was like, just going to ask. Is my father just ruining the magic? I like how people... Just the random guy coming out. Okay, uh, so this means that there are employees that work there just hoping that someone's going to come yeah. into the McDonald's. <laughs> Think yeah. about how many burgers they probably just throw out. Like, <laughs> Do, they, or imagine do your, they live there? Imagine your other staff there, and you're like, man, the only place to eat is McDonald's. Got to bring lunch every day. Yeah, you know, it would suck. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, oh, oh man. If, if you have the choice between working this McDonald's or the McDonald's on like on like a Spadina. You want this McDonald's? Yeah. Spadina oh, and McDonald's Queen. Every yeah. Time. Imagine. I have a real. If people are listening to this podcast, like people in the know, this McDonald's at Spadina and Queen, and the McDonald's at Ossington. Oh, I thought that kid was gonna die. And the McDonald's at Ossington at Bloor. They need a bouncer from Thursday to Sunday nights, and it's not fair that they don't have a bouncer. They need yeah. a bouncer at every McDonald's in downtown Toronto from Thursday to Sunday night. <laughs> No, 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 but but twenty four hour McDonald's need. Well, yeah, I, I didn't mean the ones that were closed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, do you think this is real? What's happening? What do you like, mean? You is this real? Play, like, no, is that a real thing? You can launch a child? No. Into a. This 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 um, actress was in a real hot streak. Richie Rich and Billy Madison. That's a good run. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. Is this like, I feel like, okay, Macaulay Culkin did Home Alone. He did Richie Rich. He did The Good Son. And then he did, then he went away, didn't he? Does, isn't his story about, like, wasn't he like a pedophile thing? Like, wasn't like that his story? No, that was the whole thing. Uh, is that he was friends with Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um, Like literal friends. But uh, Michael Jackson, according to Macaulay Culkin, because he's always no, um, no comment, no comment. But he said that nothing ever happened. Um, and then when he was 15, he married someone who was actually on an episode of Sex in the City. Uh, and he also divorced his parents. He, he emancipated himself from his yeah. parents before he was 18. Uh, and then he divorced that girl at like 18. And then he got into heroin. But he dated Mil- Mila Kunis for a while. And now he works... He lives in Paris and he does visual arts and he basically just says he works on his sobriety. He lives the life of like a like a like a rich wow. retiree. He lives probably the more realistic richer Richie Rich life, like what Richie Rich would probably actually be doing now. That is what have, would have happened to Richie Rich. Yeah, he just be get into Married heroin and then work on sobriety and be a visual artist is like the 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 path of the super wealthy. Truly, though. But he did date. He dated Mila Kunis from like most of his twenties. So good. Good for him. Do we think they're gonna remake Home Alone, like, or like uh, do a sequel with like his kids? I'm surprised they haven't. I heard they were going to. Like, I heard it was greenlit, but I don't. Oh, no, that's maybe a I'm Disney wrong. Plus series. It, there's a series. They shouldn't. Why would you make it a, oh, series? There is a series? Is it every episode like the the robbers try to break into a different home, or like? No, no. It's one of those shows that goes into the life of each person and then it all culminates oh. at the house of <laughs> Imagine. Yeah, I think I, I, I You see where Joe Pesci A Home Alone series is an absolutely insane pitch. Oh, a TV just like, series? That'd be great. Yeah. But Alex, it exists. 
You gotta watch it now. No, it's uh, like, it's it a real? movie. It's a. Let me see here. It's a. Uh, oh, it's a TV movie. It's a movie. Keenan Thompson's in it though. <laughs> ah, good for him. Keenan Thompson, guys, I friggin' love oh, that man. Fantastic. <laughs> He's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, Keenan Thompson. Okay, so... uh Chris Parnell, Ali Mackey, uh, Ellie Kemper is playing the mom. I think. Oh, yeah. This is a fun. I love Chris Parnell. This is a great cast. Rob Delaney's it's in just, it. It's just SNL from when you were a kid. Yeah, exactly. Did you know Chris Parnell got asked to leave SNL after one season? And then Will Ferrell, and I forget who else, someone else who was like really big on the show. I want I can't remember. Will Ferrell went in and said, if you fire him, we're leaving too. Oh, wow. Hmm. And so then Chris Parnell got on. Yeah. And then, then, then that was that. And then Chris Parnell was like one of the best parts of SNL. Well, I, I think I think like that's a, kind of the great part of like these people who persevere and are, are successful because like they've overcome these things, right? And like Macaulay Culkin is yeah. a really good example. It's like you, you, we saw this kid Richie Rich. We saw Macaulay Culkin. We thought he had everything, but he's gone through so much struggle, you know, with the uh, being the most famous kid. And we saw it with Justin Bieber. Yeah. Just like he was like he's been raised in a way that no one else has been raised, and he's going through stuff. And you know, now all Bieber wants is to have like a normal life to be married just to like be chill. I hear. Yeah. I hear he wants to be a pastor now. Oh, good. I think that's at his Hillsong, which is, which is the path of any rural Ontario kid of just like being <laughs> like, what do I do now? Be a pastor, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I think I, I watch a lot of documentaries on mostly Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson, but uh, it just like we need to we like we we have to stop calling things like the word success just the definition has to be more nuanced or mm. it has to be changed because like Whitney Houston technically is extremely was extremely successful and she had the saddest life in the world and same thing with Michael Jackson same like all these people like uh, we have to change the word it has what to be something else Rich? Blasted. Rich. Oh, wait, 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 wait. They're just rich, right? Blasted. Blasted. Like, yeah, blasted. man, I can't wait to get blasted. <laughs> They're just rich with extreme talent, well, but they're not successful. successful in your industry and still have a hectic <laughs> private life, right? And I think that's, mm-hmm. I think you, I don't know if the solution is to change the word success, but more to like, make it more particular to certain things like he's a they're a successful musician but that can also exist with having a very poor personal life and just being able to see like or I don't know, you could just that, that one certain thing doesn't define you fully or you could change the word failure to death so like if success yeah. is going poor you'd be like at least i'm not that's dead <laughs> that's easier actually. let's do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah you're I yeah, like your, your way involved self-discovery and like understanding and blah 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 my way is just change a word and add more pressure i'm sure it'll never yeah. backfire <laughs> i like the stakes are being raised so wait did richie rich's parents just die in a plane crash they you don't know if they did or not yeah you don't know at this point but i'm i, I think richie rich had the original version of google maps and uh I think, yeah yeah, yeah. Also, I like to think that they're putting considerable too much stress on this child because why is he searching for his parents? Like, that seems like something that maybe, like, the father's company should be doing and they shouldn't be putting all the stress on the Cadbury literal child. should be doing it, I think. 
Well, I think yeah, the company, the, these guys are running the company and they they set them up. And right. Okay. John Larroquette is the peak. This is peak Larroquette too. Take... This is peak. Yeah. John Larroquette, like what a, what an actor. He was in everything up until I gained conscious age, basically like from like the eighties until like 93, this man had it all. Um, I think it's funny of the, the Google the Google Maps thing of being like uh, uh, how quickly technology gets dated uh-huh. in movies now. Mm. Of I watched I watched Chef last night, and oh yeah, it, the movies the movies made in 2012 I think, and just in the eight year time, it like all the references to technology are, are dated in an interesting way of like, it stops movie to explain Twitter to you. Like there's like a, there's like a five minute scene as it, as like a kid explains Twitter to John Favreau and kind of gets it wrong of like, cause like John Favreau wrote it and like, doesn't quite understand Twitter. It does the same thing for vine, a thing that has come and gone in the time the movie has shown up. And, uh, it's very funny. I, I it, like, there's like flip phones in there. I'm like, wow, just how quickly it, gets dated i'm just gonna say it they shouldn't be showing richie rich the television of his parents being missing at sea this is so very what, traumatic just, for him so just hide it from him yeah just yeah. like just like we're we gonna yes. burn these your fucking parents around the way andrew fung isn't gonna show his kids yeah uh, stuff <laughs> yeah first yeah first first you yeah. watch the television of them missing and see if there's anything objectable in it before and, you show it to your kids yeah, yeah, yeah. andrew are you gonna take this part of the movie when you show your kids no because i know there's a happy ending <laughs> oh, okay cool that's true yeah. though they they your kids should know that plane crashes happen set in and, real early the fear and of plane that people survive them <laughs> yeah. Actually, here, here's a real question uh, uh have, you, have you watched soul yet andrew uh, i didn't my, my 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 wife and son did uh they watched it on new year's eve and i was uh, i was away okay because i watched soul and i was like what kid is this for like this is for a 35 year old man did your kid like it yeah, yeah he loved it but my kid question. is like my older son's really emotionally intelligent and very in tune um with his feelings i think you need you you would need that to understand that movie that's kind of like where it's like the crux the story of the movie is like requires a lot of emotional intelligence in a way that i'm like but kids kids are emotionally intelligent even they're not expressing it they know what they feel and if that i watched i haven't seen all of it i saw like two-thirds of it if you if it's making you feel stuff it's making you feel stuff i like i like projects that 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 raise the intelligence the emotional intelligence of kids and that challenged them because I think like, like I think that I'm seeing with my older son. It's just like what happens when you have these conversations with him. But like, like, like I'll give you an example over the, over the COVID there was a day where like he was having a really bad day and he got into a really big fight with his younger brother and he like stomped his foot and went upstairs and like went into his room. And then maybe like 20 minutes later I went and I knocked on the door and I opened it and I'm like, Hey Nico, like, do you want to come out? And he was crying on his bed. And he looked at me and he says, I'm still crying. I need some more time. And then I closed the door and half an hour he came back out and he's like, I feel better now. And it's like, that's the moment I realized I'm like, yeah, like he is just, he's feeling things and he's processing them. But that moment, that hour he took in my mind is so healthy mm-hmm. because how many of us yeah. can process our feelings where we feel like, we're having these anxiety attacks where we feel like our heads are going to explode. 
for him, he's like, I need to sit in my room for an hour and cry. And he came out and him and his brother talked about it. They apologized and they went and played. And so I like when our content and Toy Story is a really good example. Toy Story is a really good example of like, who was this movie made for? Because I can watch that now as an adult and feel so many things with it. So I like when Pixar and these, and these companies make uh, intelligent films that, that, that are, are enjoyable to adults, but also relatable for kids. I, I really but, liked soul a lot. Did you it's, like it? It's, it's like, it's like, I'm like, Oh, but I'm like, I do, like, it's not the only, but like definitely the most recent Pixar movie where I was like, I don't know what part of this is for kids is like, like, like genuine, like, like a genuine, like, like if I watch Toy Story, I'm like, oh, I know what parts of this are for kids. Like I know what parts of this are like. I mean, yeah, I felt that way about Ratatouille. I'd always yeah. be like, do kids like this movie? Cause to me, it's just a very good romantic comedy. Yeah. I, but I think that's the thing with, with, when, when you make a movie for kids, I think it's like, I think when you see it from the lens of it, you're always going to see it from your own lens. Right. And so it's hard to see yeah. it from another person's lens. But at the end of the day, these are movies that were quite successful because kids mm. watch them and then their parents watch them and they continue to watch them. Um, yeah. You know, and I think. Pic- I mean, when I was a kid, I loved Kenneth Branagh's version of Much Ado About Nothing. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know why. When I was like four, me and my sisters friggin' loved it. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, when I, I was don't four, think I, I was would a, like it now. When I was four. I was a big Grisham head too. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> you say well, I'm a big Grisham you head. Really like no, it. but I, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm making a joke. I wasn't actually. That was a really sweet story, Andrew. And I and I think it does show too that like maybe I, Kalenko, I think you just got to give kids more credit, you know? Or you got it. You no, got to see they can connect with things that you might think they can't. Like the plot of Soul is about a thirty like late thirties man who hasn't achieved his dreams and then dies the second he gets a chance at it. And I'm like, what kids connecting with like, mm. Oh, but missing that, your shot. That's not about connecting though. That's more about like seeing is, I don't know that guy, you feel the emotion and I don't know kids. I feel like as a kid, you just follow the hero of the story, whether or not you relate to them. That's probably true. Yeah. But even that, but did you like soul? Cause I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I stopped watching it two thirds in because, but this is my problem with watching kids movies. I go like, oh, we get it. Get to the point already. The la- the and I do understand that it's for children and that they need to tell the I story I for was like kids who have never seen, seen it before. In a while. I loved it. It was great. I thought it was good. I thought it was, there were beautiful, beautiful parts. And I do want to watch the ending of it. But I, yeah. I for some reason, I was like, oh, we get it. He's in the afterlife. <laughs> That's how I felt about Inside Out, too, though. I was like, we get it. She's sad. Like, let's move the story along. <laughs> I'm sad, too. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, know. I don't know what that's about. Wait, does his kid, does his dog have dollar signs as it's the print on its fur? Yes. That's cute. That's like a dog. Wait, so are these kids just chilling in his house? Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of like a rapper like gets his first big single and the very first thing he gets is a dog with dollar <laughs> signs on it. <laughs> like everyone else is like, everyone else is building sneaker walls like Andrew and then he's like, I just want kid, do- I just want a dog. 
Oh my god, Andrew, this is a sneaker wall. It just hit me. Andrew's got yeah. an unbelievable oh collection of sneakers. So, okay, okay, what's your favorite sneaker right now? Oh, right now, it's these ones. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love doing visual things on a podcast. <laughs> um, the, uh, oh my god, your chair is really cool too, Andrew. Oh wow. Kobe Grinches. The Grinch! Yeah, 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 I've seen those. Yeah, those are cool, man. I I have yeah. a, 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 a a crippling sneaker addiction, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I so uh, two reasons why the sneaker wall was my thing, and, and so you're making comment like when when a rapper gets their first big payday, yeah, yeah. it's like I'm gonna buy a dog with this on it. For me, it was always yeah. sneakers, and so when I would always oh that's cool. when I traveled like as a as a 20 year old, whenever I went to a city. Like Toronto is a good example. Whenever I went to Toronto, instead of buying like a T-shirt or whatever, I would always buy like a dope pair of kicks from like Livestock. I would go to a store and and get a pair yeah, of yeah. kicks, and I would always like wear wear them and remember. And then as my comedy career took off, wearing sneakers on stage became part of like my my brand, who I was. You could write that shit off. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I I think I I enjoy it, but also. This is like I um acting used to be my hobby. I'm sorry, Andrew, can you pause for one yep. second? Just just I needed to attention must be paid to the movie. Yeah. Macaulay Culkin has just been on People magazine's sexiest man <laughs> oh. alive. He's a child. <laughs> He's a child. This is something that you'll have to pause and explain so. to your kids. <laughs> That that's wrong. Yeah, How funny do you think his kids are? These kids, kids are like, are yeah, that's weird. He's not going to be able to read like, what does, you're not going to be able to read what sexiest man alive is. <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, wait, just, wait, hold on. Was your impression of his, of his three-year-old kid almost yeah, like an Eastern European man? I've not heard a three-year-old speak in 20 years. So I, I, I don't actually know what their speech pattern's like. Can you do an impression of your kid, Andrew? Anyways, reading um, people's sexiest man alive magazine? <laughs> he he uh i don't think he would I don't, yeah it wouldn't pass him by but you're right seeing as an adult you're like oh people people you 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 really did that come on yeah okay so this is this is actually something that i think about all the time so a lot of movies that we watch as, a, as kids uh you love it as a kid and then as an adult you rewatch and you're like that's nuts right but like kids didn't make this movie adults made richie rich why would People Magazine, because that's a real people like font and everything, they would have had to pay people or people would have had to pay them. Like so many ideas went into this movie where they're like, yeah, make the child on Sexiest Man Alive. It's and a, it's like, it's a joke. It's yeah. like, obviously, it's a terrible obviously he joke. wouldn't be the sexiest man alive. He's a kid. That's a joke. He'd be sexiest kid alive. Yeah, he'd be sexiest child. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ben. It doesn't have the no. same ring to it. Yeah, yeah. It's ben, a, it makes it a little weirder. Ben, don't don't we're gonna clip we're out gonna Ben saying out. those words. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, the, the podcast is just that line on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how I'm going to promote the show. Um, sorry, Andrew, but I, I interrupted you. Uh, so about the sneakers, so you would oh, buy well, from different cities? But also, like, you know, acting and comedy used to be my hobby. And and so when acting and comedy became my full time job, I needed a hobby. Sneakers became that hobby, and I think that like, I think that any person in any occupation they do should have a hobby that is in no way related, like that that this is their own thing. And like for me, it's just like kind of buying and selling and trading sneakers and like 
you know, looking for. Oh, you buy it, you trade. Oh yeah, I trade and I sell. Okay, because I could trade you some stuff. I got some old sneakers that are no good anymore, <laughs> <laughs> and I would like. No, I don't have anything. But like, just gonna steal a pair of the sneakers. The trading and buying and selling is like a big thing. Like sometimes, like I'll if I can get a shoe, I'll get it and hold it and see if it raises value, and then flip it or trade it for another shoe. Um, and so oh, I, cool. I did a trade like maybe in October. Like I was really proud of. It was like. It was like four pairs of sh- no six pairs of shoes, and like we had to get the values right, and like that was awesome. It felt like I was the GM of a sports team. <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, want- I remember when I was like when I was nineteen, I went to New York with my friend who's like really into sneakers, and he bought these LeBron James. I forget. Uh, and like eight years later, I'm at his house. And I was like, you still haven't worn those? And he's like, never will. It just really blew my mind. Yeah. Because for me, clothes is for the wearing. <laughs> and, and you're right. I, I, and I, it was interesting. The other night, an improviser out of Atlanta tweeted a picture of a pair of sneakers. I mean, he's like, yo, found these shoes. Yo, Andrew Fung, should I wear them on stage? I probably won't. And I'm like, honestly, wear them. And I'm like, we won't have performed for two or three years. Like, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. We lost. We've lost we've lost the stage and I'm like, mm-hmm. we ne- yeah. so every minute you have on that stage is precious because we now know a life where we lose that stage and it's out of our control. It's actually, you know, it's, uh, it's bizarre, but do we think, do we think maybe fall? I don't think until maybe. 2022. Whoa. You think? Yeah. I don't think 2020. Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, you know what? I, I, I watched the uh, Rapid Fire Theater out of Edmonton do a really cool. They were able to open up. They had the plexiglass on stage. They had tables, people spread out. So like, it, there, there are examples of cities reopening, but they've all been shut down. So, right. I, I, but and this is in Calgary, right? This is in Edmonton. Yeah. Oh, in Edmonton was Edmonton ever fully locked down or Alberta's like fully locked down now. Now it and is. they were before okay. they they were they they have been fully locked down. It's just like in in August the cases were like at seventy for the day, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And so the whole economy was was reopened up. And um, um, but you know we were in Toronto. We were never really afforded that luxury. Like we've always been kind of locked down. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Comedy Bar opened and they and Second City opened, but it was like that's like literally like eight people got to perform on stage for like. Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that was I, 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 that's why I, I now, and as always, I try to wear all my kicks. I always try to wear all my shoes. I, I just try to enjoy them because life is short. Um, but I, I have been very, uh, aware of the wall. And so like, I've been purging some pairs and just like really aware of, of how many shoes are in my world because you can't wear them all. And so I hope you're, but maybe your boys will eventually uh, yeah. have the same feet size as you. But what if they don't? What if they have like extremely small? Feet? I think they'll have I bigger have a... feet. I think I think my kids are getting North American. Like they're they're eating better. Their nutrition is better than every generation before them. <laughs> uh, oh no! And so I, uh, uh, Andrew, can I interest you in my pair of shoes? The one pair of shoes I own. Um, a pair of okay. size 14 black vans that I actually spilled bleach on when doing the laundry. So it's got a bunch of white spots on it. Alex. 
Are you, was this just an excuse to tell people that you have a size 14 feet? No, it was an excuse to tell people that I spilt bleach on them. <laughs> oh, I, oh I, That's obscene. I never knew you had size 14 shoes. Yeah, it's really hard to get shoes until very recently. Like, they truly did not make them regular. Like, like, oh. like when I was a kid buying shoes or kid, like a teen buying shoes, I would just go into stores, be like, have any size 14? They go, nope. And then leave the you store the for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, I wore a lot of New Balance. That was the only thing that made size 14 mm-hmm. shoes for a while. Uh, yeah. Oh, yo, or, and then, the, or the People magazine has come back. The, guy, the, the, the security guard is reading the People magazine with oh, yeah. the world's sexiest man. Yeah, I mean, they need to really cement into our heads that a child is sexy. Um why is Cadbury in jail and is he going to get killed yeah, by that person? That. He, he's he been framed. He's been framed by John Lorquette and uh, Billy Bob Thornton yeah. for the murder of, of uh, Rishi Rich's parents. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how old do you think Macaulay Culkin is in this? He kind of seems like, like a tween. I think this no, is 94. Like, so like yeah. Eight, nine. No, no, he's older. He's like he's definitely in his. No, he look. He seems like eleven, twelve. He's got kind of like, like no. He's in like, Home Alone. He's a little baby. He probably made this when he was thirteen because he's he's born nineteen eighty. Oh. Yeah. This came out ninety four. Man, you know, I rewatch. I watch Home Alone every Christmas. He's such a good actor in Home Alone. Oh, it's yeah. actually insane. He's so good. I don't think there's ever been a better performance by a kid in a movie. Oh, you don't think and he, so? he holds the whole thing. He's in every scene. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think That's he's better than um very good than uh that one kid in, in Big Daddy? Listen, Cole Sprouse yeah. and or the other one, Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> uh I think that the, there's some shockingly terrible child actors, Cole and Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> Do you love um, Big Daddy? Yeah, you said that as one of your things. I love Big Daddy yeah, because like it was Adam Adam Sandler's like dramatic comedy turn, mm. and <laughs> yeah. I also think it has I think it has the most powerful line in modern cinema, and that is "I wipe my own ass." Like I will never not cry when he leaves the room. He's being dragged away by child protective services, and he says, "But I wipe my own ass. I wipe my own ass." <laughs> you tell me you don't cry, because if you don't cry, you got a black heart. <laughs> so I watched Big Daddy at the beginning of the pandemic when I was staying with my parents, and I thought, "Oh, my mom will love Big what? Daddy. Like I think she'll really enjoy it." I don't know why she did not like it. And then it hit me because it's, it's a child being rude. And those are two things that she does not like children and being rude. (laughs) Yeah. Like I just, she did not find any of it funny or charming. She was just like, and then like about like two, like maybe like 45 minutes in, she's like, we can turn this off if you want. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you are you, were you, was your mom strict? Not really. No, she just really didn't want me to burp because she also didn't let me watch Beetlejuice either. <laughs> yeah, she she was strict to her to like her uh, uh, intestinal tract, but like her yeah, she 
You know what? Yeah, she she was funny. And she also didn't let us watch The Nightmare Before Christmas because she, even though like we weren't raised that religious, she thought it was sacrilegious. She's like, they're making fun of Christianity. And I was like, what do you care? (laughs) And they weren't. It's a pro-Christmas movie. (laughs) I think she was scared and she didn't want to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) No, that man is too thin. We cannot watch. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Cadbury leaving the jail then pulls at his pants like something bad happened to him in the jail. Like no, that I was think he just has a, no, I think he's, the, I the think clothing he... is uncomfortable. I think you're reading a lot of yeah. unnecessary subtext. I'm not. I'm just saying child movies do stuff like this on purpose to prime you. <laughs> what? Is this, is this now a conspiracy podcast? I mean, it, 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 it always kind of is. Alex, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> Just wait, I'll go thought off on it something. Is now. It's amazing at how much we're not talking about like the rich and the poor within yeah. Richie Rich. I mean, I think because it's so absurd. Like, it's like what Andrew said at the beginning. Like, it is such a like, like you know what it is? Is I don't think you ever really see like poor kids in it, or like what the poor kids you do see, they like immediately help. So like. Yeah. I, so I think like like that's kind of why it's like not it's not like gaudy and like the rich the wealth of it is less of like look how rich we are look at all this wealth we have and more like what if you could have anything like it's it's more like wish fulfillment for children than it is like mm. wealth. Well, if that's true, actually, I think it is wish fulfillment. I I, I think this movie like the ending when we get to it will do a good job of like of like showing what when you're rich it's it's not about the money it's it, you know they 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 are rich because of the love and they're they're rich because of the family and they cherish their they cherish yeah their life. yeah because don't don't they don't, don't, don't be like all right we'll give up the money then like it's kind of like a like it's unrealistic but it is like i you know it, i also find that and it's absurd i say this if there's hours and hours of me on the podcast probably disagree with this point but i find it weird to just be like this kid's movie is capitalist like if I, when it's like called richie rich like you know what you're getting into it, like, yeah it would be you know what though the only capitalistic part is the mcdonald's and the thing because everything mm. else is made up yeah nothing else is real nothing else is like oh i gotta buy that specific thing whereas like mcdonald's everything yeah you're right everything is is more fiction richie riches also his haircut's cool um <laughs> Yeah. Should I? Oh, that's that, I that's that like that is that is the hair. That's JTT like that that the double yeah. suit thing going on. That's the hair of this time. It looks r- <laughs> really cool on him. <laughs> like I think he looks cool. Are you are you attracted to Macaulay Culkin as an adult? Am I what? Are you attracted to Macaulay Culkin as an adult? No. No, I'm not. I thought I would be. He he looks like Oh boy, this is so rude of me. Okay, so I said this about the movie. What was it called? Oh, yeah. The one that Richard Linklater did when they grow up. Oh, uh, Boyhood? Boyhood. I said, about that movie, I wrote a sketch about it once where I said that child's face was writing checks his adult face couldn't catch. <laughs> but, like, I know. Super I know. rude. <laughs> this is so rude. Anyways, um, and Macaulay Culkin is such a beautiful child and i think that he grew into the adult that he should look like but i I just am not attracted to him you know what i mean like he's still beautiful looking but it's just not 
My yeah. joke for Boyhood and- was that we got to see a good child actor grow into a bad teen actor. I know it's true. <laughs> you know, but he did that My movie. thing about Boyhood re- was like that's a really hard performance to sustain. I know. <laughs> I know. Like how many years I of know. that movie is demanding? Like holy shit. Like, have you filmed something for, like, four months? At the end of four months, you're like, oh, my God, this has been a while. <laughs> but they only filmed, like, for two months every year. That's not a lot. <laughs> but that's equivalent to a TV show. You guys are literally doing that. Who, me and Andrew? Yeah, you're on a TV show where you film for a portion of every year for X amount of years. That's why I was so, like, what is the big deal? Fucking two and a half men did the same thing that Boyhood did. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen, seen Boyhood. Boy I, I, don't, I don't understand the reference. Boyhood is is um, Richard Linklater did a movie. I think it did it win the Oscar. It was nominated. No, it was nominated. Um, and and he filmed how many years? Fifteen years? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, from a kid, and they used all the same actors, and you and he and he edited it into one piece of movie, but it's from fifteen years of filming, and so it's all the same kids as children and then you see them as adults and it's like ethan hawk patricia arquette it's actually kind of it's it's pretty good <laughs> i just have a lot to say about there's it. a just so, so, so listeners know there's a lot of references i don't know or i only know briefly because i had a son at in 2014 so i never i haven't seen so many movies or watched oh my God, so many so shows <laughs> because i'm like oh i didn't get a chance to but like i know too busy watching we... the shows they're going to watch before they <laughs> yeah, yeah but alex and i know too much about movies. yeah yeah no so you're you, right like yeah you're correct you're you're not understanding references is normal and healthy <laughs> ours is weird yeah <laughs> and ben's somewhere in the middle yeah so the parents are in a life raft now and they have a suit and a nightgown or like an evening dress and i'm like man this, this where did they have this on the boat like they they they, they one of the uh, something of their luggage floated up yeah. Oh, so that's why they got Don yeah. Perignon. Yeah, yeah. They would just die. They would be um, burnt alive, right? Like just yeah. roasted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, because it seems like it's been weeks they were on that life raft. Yeah. Tom Hanks lasted how many days in Castaway on the life raft? I think like six. If you, how long do you guys think you would last on a life raft with like two hours? I would even make, I would be, I would have died in the crash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah you'd get on the life raft and then slip off yeah. <laughs> stand up and tumble over how long do you think you would last Ben? oh god i don't know it depends what i'm with <laughs> no well, is like, the conversation are, good yeah it depends like how What's quickly that? they'd kill you for food yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah how much food do we have oh the food thing Oh my god! Today I today I ate lunch later. I ate it at like four o'clock, and I was like, I'm exhausted. My head hurts. Like I couldn't get through the day. Oh yeah, you would not make it on a raft. <laughs> I would die. Raft living's not for you. I had to like you. close my eyes for twenty minutes because I was tired from the lack of food that I had had. <laughs> also, these kids are using walkie talkies, but I've had walkie talkies as a kid and they never worked this good and I've bought my kids walkie talkies no they never work and they still don't they should be using like ham radios 
when I was re so I started acting when I was really really young and one of the first things I did was this movie about about something for Santa you can still see the trailer online it's about this little kid who thinks Santa's the devil so he stays up late tries to kill him I won't spoil it from there but on the set I was like eight or nine or whatever and they had walkie-talkies and that was my favorite thing like I would go and I would take someone's walkie-talkie and I would do that so then after the movie was done I used the little bit of money that they paid me. They paid me like a hundred bucks or whatever. And I bought like top of the line walkie talkies. <laughs> and that was my favorite toy as a kid for so long. My brothers and I would just like <laughs> run around and talk into them. Yo, Ben, the, so the poster for this movie is terrifying. My eyes. Something for Santa? Yeah. Oh yeah, probably. I, I mean, let me let me check it out. You haven't? You thought he was a home invader? Could we watch no, that no, movie next time was, you're on I the podcast? I thought he was the devil. <laughs> Didn't your parents sit you down and explain? Was this a short film? I mean, I was in it. I, I didn't. Yeah, it was a short film. Oh yeah, th this. Yeah, is, I was gonna... this, <laughs> this poster is really. Oh my god! It's really, really B movie horror. That's something for Santa. Santa Claus and did you is coming to town, Santa? and he's no. thirsty. But it goes later. Spoiler: like My daughter, when I grow up as an old man, my daughter kills him. What? So is Santa the devil? Is this what this movie is this, positing? This, the movie is positing that Santa's like a vampire and he comes in and he like bites. Oh, so he is the devil. Yeah, he's a bad dude. Sort of. I don't I, I, I To be honest, it's all a little hazy. But the only thing you do remember is walkie-talkies. I remember walkie-talkies. That makes me have <laughs> the power tears of children. in my eyes for how cute that is. It was so... I could just to see be, you as a little baby. To be like a 10-year-old boy with your two younger brothers and like running around through fields with walkie-talkies. Oh, the best. <laughs> the absolute best. <laughs> Every week you're a soldier or something. Take that. <laughs> Every week... Every week you're a soldier. Um, I had Yak Back. I think that's what it was called. Oh, that recorded where you, you? You could record yeah. you, and then you, you could play it back and it would distort your voice. Oh, that sounds like a, Those night, toys a were nightmare great. for parents. Yeah, oh, but yeah. the thing about my parents is you'd get a toy like that and then it would run out of batteries immediately and they would never buy us batteries again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vita, yeah. I, all my kids, all my toys as kids, they never like they were used once and then that was it. That's where Vita, I excel I have, as a father. I have, I, have I, I load up on batteries. I have bad yeah, news man, for you because you have you have follow through. What? Sorry, what? I had a talk back. I had a yak back, and it didn't run out of batteries for a while. I think your parents took the batteries out and told you <laughs> it ran out of batteries, so you would shut. That up. may be. That may be. It's nice, Andrew. I like hearing that you have follow through as a parent. I, I, I do, and I, I it's, still that's, but that's the reason. It's like as oh, a kid, my toys didn't have batteries, so I make sure that we have like a stockpile of batteries. If I see them on sale, wherever I always buy a lot of batteries. Um, but I was gonna say this movie. What I like about kids' movies from this era, and I it, it's mm. it's my critique they're of so all. Fun. They're so fun. There's only men in the movies. Anyways, continue. <laughs> Not that, <laughs> but I the the camera angles are so clean, like. They're like I find kids movies now are like and it's all action movies. They're so shaky, yeah. you know. Mm. But do you think it's because um like I wonder what the budget for this is? I bet you it's super high, and I bet you it made a crazy amount of money. Whereas now I bet you kids movies do not have the budget that these have, and they still make the money. Oh, I felt like it would have yeah. been the opposite. Yeah, I, I 
No. I, okay, let's take a look. We like we like playing this game on the on the show. Yeah, the, the budget of this movie was forty million. Our perfect budget. That is our perfect. That's our favorite budget on the show. Forty wow. million. But it only made thirty eight. They don't million do forty back. million anymore. The way that they do the way that they do movies is you either have like a two hundred million dollar movie or you got to figure out how to make a movie for like ten million. Mm. There's no in between. And it's the in-between, the 40 million, the 30 million. And that's where all the 90s movies that we really liked, that was their budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a lot of good a lot so, of good stuff in there. Because yeah. if you have a 40 million movie, $40 million movie, like making back 40 million, it doesn't have to please everybody. So it makes the movie movie a little more bet like a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Avengers has to kind of like be like a four-quarter, like please everybody, be an event. Blah, blah, blah. Because you got to try and make like $300 million with that fucking thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, and it needs to be a movie that like can be translated into every country yeah. as well, right? So Richie's parents are alive. Oh. They've, they've reunited. Now John Lorcat has revealed that he wants to get into the vault, which was in Mount Richmore. Yeah. So richie rich is gonna kiss claudia schiffer at the end of this movie we know that because i remember it it's burned in my brain (laughs) i thought at the very least claudia schiffer would have been like his sidekick at a certain point where they got to know each other i think she did two days of filming like i think (laughs) she was in this movie for five seconds she did uh, an exercise class with him which doesn't make any sense i don't know why a child would be doing calisthenics aerobics yeah. <laughs> What's John Lurkett well, doing Diana now? Oh, she's Diana Hare. Mm-hmm. What's John Lurkett like? Like, what's he been in recently? You know what? I'm surprised he's not in like an HBO show as like a mob. I'm boss. sure he's doing fine. Should we check? Yeah, yeah. sure. John Lurkett is. Doing yeah, no fine. one's worried about John Lurkett. Okay, this guy is was in everything in the '90s too. He might not be doing as fine. I feel like. What happened to him? He had a good time. Yeah. I feel like he probably like probably got like some some money that he like you know now owns a, a, a apartment building in with LA, a scientist and that's his. He's an office office space. That dude is he? Yeah, he's the therapist. Oh right, right, right. He's the guy that hypnotizes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember it. It's great. <laughs> I used to play in a band. We used to play a sound clip from that part before a song. <laughs> Of uh, every day is worse than the last. So any day you see me is the worst day of my life. And then it would go into the, <laughs> the next song. Oh, my God. Don't panic, Keen Bean. Oh, this is a Home Alone. Um, this, is a, this is a callback from Home Alone with a tar. Yeah, he's still making stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Larkin's yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, John Larkin's been in a, in a series every year. He's always on a TV show. That's it, man. Guys, that's he our was goals. in a 50 cent movie that's just called Gun. The <laughs> 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 cover just 50 cent holding a gun. John Lord Cat? Is it about 50 cent getting shot a bunch? I don't about- know, but it's just called Gun, and it's a drama set in the world of guns. <laughs> 50 cent and Val Kilmer. But Val oh. Kilmer didn't get the poster. I love the. It, it to me, no. it's like the 
It's a movie that's like the invention of lying where like up until a point, no one's ever had a gun and the 50 cent yeah. gets a gun and the movie is him <laughs> shooting people and them being shocked, holding swords. <laughs> Dropping their swords. <laughs> oh God. It's like a sword that can fly. Swinging at the ball. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah. Like he made a movie with 50 cents. Like a- some actors go on to make like, you know, there's some actors that they become actors that only guest star in movies just to make the money. Like, uh, uh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Roberts is an example of that. Yeah. It's, it's a very specific type of person. Cause they're a name. It, it kind of, uh, listen, I don't want to judge, but it kind of sucks for them in the sense that like, they're they're not a that guy that you're like oh who is that guy he's in everything but they're kind of famous so they they can only live in this like B movie world in a way not that there's a problem with that it's just that like there might be more things that Eric Roberts would want to do but they'd be like no we know him yeah let's get a new face but I imagine if he wants to get into rooms for big things like I can't imagine he's got any trouble with that well um, Eric Roberts has a weird reputation I think a little bit. <laughs> I did a movie though, like Just years in- ago, where like they, when they were casting it, they're like, oh, we're trying to get a name. And I'm like, what do you mean a name? They're like, we have this much dollars. I'm like, who can you get? And they name some people. And I'm like, oh, really? Um, and Eric Roberts was one of them, but they're like, but also Eric Roberts has like 90 IMDb DB credits this year. Like, like he had so <laughs> many credits going. Uh... So um, they ended up getting, um, who they ended up getting? Oh, they ended up getting Roddy Piper, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh yeah, he's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He was a very lovely man. And then they got an actor. Who played, <laughs> he was <not> um, <laughs> Do you remember on Friends where Joey had the doppelganger and he's like, "Damn it, Carl!" Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. They got him. Yeah, yeah. They got who was also in my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, Carl. But, yeah, they got Carl. The brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I know this. Uh, he's what's oh, his man. name? Um, but he's actually Greek, and he he is a very nice man. Uh, but they got him. He was the name. All I know enough friends, instead of saying, how you doing? He goes, how's it going? How are you doing? And then Joey's like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he told me, though, that apparently his character was going to have like a recurring arc um, on Friends. It, it's a good idea. <laughs> but then Bruce Willis joined the cast. And then and then and then that was like a, a storyline that, that his character just kind of fell away. Oh. Yeah, remember that movie that Matthew Perry was in with Bruce Willis? Oh, the whole, the nine, whole yards? nine yards. Yeah, it was a oh, yeah. huge success, and then it it got a sequel. What? And like, have you ever seen that movie? It, it's insane. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's about a dentist. Matthew Perry's a dentist, and then he becomes like an action hero with Bruce Willis. Yeah, I remember watching. I remember the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah very, I remember, I remember watching whole but... nine yards. I just didn't know it had a sequel. The whole ten yards. Well, I knew what the deal was gonna be called before you told me. Like I knew <laughs> the whole nine yards. Nine yards too. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so this is the point where in the yeah. movie where they break into the vault and the vault is just their belongings from 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 their childhood when from the, like Richie's childhood. Yeah. Well, yeah. So of course, like, all their money is in stocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why would it be? Yeah, why would there be cash down there? <laughs> that is very it's funny. Not, it's not liquid. Oh, they shoot a kid. <gasps> and he says, cool. No, 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 no. Look, Alex, your thing is right. He's going to fight a guy with a gun with a sword. 
<laughs> and Richie doesn't currently realize that guns are stronger than swords because he's never seen a gun before. Because <laughs> he's a child. He's just a child. Oh, he doesn't know where guns. Shot. <laughs> it just would be so funny if immediately he just shoots him, then shoots the parents. Is like it's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Ben! This is gun. Yeah, this is gun. <laughs> this is gun. I really want to. I really want to make that movie now. Yeah, Ben. Ben, I've, let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Let's I was do gonna it. say, I. I've been talking with Hannah. We gotta hang out. Let's just. Gen- oh, let's I just would go, love I'll, that. Let's go over and uh, well, I'll, I'll sit on your front porch and write gun. <laughs> we don't have a porch, but I yeah, love that Alex idea. comes to you. Alex comes with you with all of his savings, being like, "I'm all in." <laughs> I'm all in on gun. <laughs> But it'll be bad because when you Google the word gun, it won't come up. It'll be like the eight millionth search on Google. Like, who are these people making things? We could call it gun I two. Love it. <laughs> gun a two. better gun. I had a friend who was like working at like uh, a film company. And he was like marketing movies. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, what are, what are you marketing right now? And he's like, uh, and, I, and I mentioned something. He's like, no, no, no. Think like, think smaller. And I was like, okay. And he's like, no, smaller. I'm like, what? He, I'm like, what are you marketing? He's like, I got this movie called Fire Tornado. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and he's like, it's a movie about a tornado of fire. And I'm like, who's in it? He's like, Rob Gronkowski. And I was like, oh, like is he the star? He's like, no, he's only in one scene, but he's on the poster. <laughs> and I was like, who buys this movie? And he's like, they're super cheap Everyone. to make. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, it's the same. It's like Sharknado. Mm, yeah. Um, it's all that, right? Mm. I also but love that fire, fire tornado, beef. and they went on Sorry, to. Go ahead. I like it's called fire tornado, and they went on to explain fire tornado being like it's a tornado <laughs> of fire, as if that added, as if we all didn't assume like fire tornado. It's about a loveless nah, nah, marriage nah. that. Like, oh, oh, to be fair, I, if I mean, someone was like, "Oh, there's this movie called Fire Tornado." I wouldn't be like, I would be like, "There's no way it's actually about a fire tornado." <laughs> you know what, though, we make jokes. But with all of our, and I'm not including Andrew in this because, and I'm, I'm talking about Ben hey. and Alex, with our skills of making a movie, <laughs> we would turn out a gun equivalent. Like if no one else helped us, if no one helped throw, us. I think you yeah, could throw you... Andrew in there too. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Okay, so, sorry, I just have a... I just have an the issue fight. with like movies that like 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 Sharknado or whatever, where it's like it's bad, but it's bad on purpose. Is think, it though? Yeah, I, yes, Sharknado. Sharknado is because like when you watch like because I saw The Room for the first time like two nights ago, and it's yeah. brilliant. Oh yeah, oh, really? first time, and it's. Oh man, you you, you got to see it in a theater with people because it I've is. I've heard that, absurd. but I wanted to watch it so I could hear everything. But I think like it's so funny because like you're like, oh yeah, they're trying to make a good. Also, we're movie. not going to be in a room. And I think yeah, yeah. For in order for a bad movie yeah, to be yeah. enjoyable, like you need to feel like they're trying to make it good, you know? See, but I got to be honest. The thing about the room, listen, I have an uncle. Oh yeah. Who's an actor? Who's in a lot of movies now or in the in the la, in the last like ten years? that feel a lot like The Room. The Room just happened. The right person saw that movie. It was Tim movies and Eric. Movies are in... Tim and Eric. Yeah, movies in earnest are being made like that all the time. And we're just not seeing them. Yeah. They're just not getting the... the. They're just not getting the thing. Because, like, let me tell you, my uncle did a movie once 
where I went to the New York Film Festival to watch it. And it was like, I had to leave. I was like 19. I left the room and cried because I was currently in theater school. And I thought, what am I training for if this is the type of movie that people do and it gets made? Like, it made me feel oh, so wow. sad and unsafe because of like the quality of movie that it was. And let me tell you, I saw Room a few years later and it was very similar to that movie that was in that. Wait, your uncle festival. makes movies? No, he's an actor. He was quite successful in the past. And then like he did a couple of like crappy movies like in the past like 10 years. Now he's in his like mid 70s. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, so I'm just saying it's hard to make a movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. it is. It, I... So do you guys want to make a movie? together? Yeah, we'll make gun too. we'll shoot it in quarantine. Yeah. yeah, we'll shoot it in a park in the winter. <laughs> it'll be what? us four and my dog and i i interviewed Turtle alec Turtle. baldwin last year i interviewed him at like this like charity event and i asked mm. him about like i'm like you've been in a lot of movies and i all but then i was like you've also been in a lot of terrible movies and he was like he, he laughed about it and it was a moment he's like yeah that's a great answer he was like i always thought you know there's three things that make a movie um a great script a great actor and a great director um and then if you and but most of the time getting three of those things is very difficult. Like it's so rare to get all those three in one. Um, oh no. It's incredible that movies are good. Yeah. Like it's not the, not the bad, like yeah. bad is the, is the normal. It's the good that is like, how does that happen? But also, um, did you then ask Alec Baldwin, like, is his wife speaking in a Spanish accent? Like what's going on? <laughs> I, <laughs> what happened? So this was, he, he had, he had rescheduled because uh, he had that incident in New York where he's fighting over a, a, a parking spot and yeah. he did do yeah, a very classy yeah, he had thing. To go to anger management. Yeah. He, he didn't cancel the event. He actually ended up donating his speaking fee back to the Owen Hart foundation. And he came oh, into nice. the event for free and he was very nice to me. But obviously he was a bit guarded and it was funny because at one point in the interview, I was like, hey, Alec, you haven't answered any of my questions yet. You just tell really cool Sean Connery stories. And we had a laugh. <laughs> but, you know, and I think he was guarded. And so that's what I'll say. Like, he was very nice to me and he was very, we we, we hung out in a in, in, in our dressing rooms together and had a nice conversation. Um, but it's it's weird seeing all this stuff happen now. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I can't even imagine. What I mean, like. like- Listen, man, I've been following his wife on Instagram for four years now, and this is the least shocking thing (laughs) because it's so like, listen, I I really like Alec Baldwin personally. I think he's a really good actor. I really enjoy him. And I understand that he might be the most difficult human in the world, and I don't wish anyone to be married to him. I'm sorry. Like, whatever. But um, I I say this as as a female woman, but... uh, yeah, of course, of course she was making it up because please just watch all of her Instagram stories and enjoy. Anyways, <laughs> oh, it's been a really fun week for me. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, Richie Rich is playing baseball with his friends now, but John Lorquette is doing community service at the Richie Rich Banner, which I think, <laughs> A, is Why a- would they want this man near their family? Yeah. <laughs> and then Cadbury and the mom of one of the kids kisses, and that's sweet. Yeah, and then we see fucking but here's the Macaulay thing. Culkin just give it to Claudia. I don't think that she does. Mom of one of the Are you sure this happens, Elle? That Then does that happen in blank check? There's the mom. I of, gotta look. The mom of one of the kids is uh, is also twelve, so I feel like we should like 
<laughs> Check. Does he there's, there's, there's a three model. minutes left. Yeah, what, watch it. Is it over the credits? Just like the credit, like yeah, it's like it's, the end of the graduate as they just make it. Okay, out, okay, like- okay. So it doesn't happen in Richie Rich. It does happen in Blank Check, but I misunderstood who it was, and it's not Claudia Schiffer. It's another random, like, blonde model. Oh, yeah, okay. 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 That is all. <laughs> that is that is why. And the 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 name of this article that I'm looking at is said, turns out the movie Blank Check was actually very messed up and weird. Oh, wow. Well, I think you know what you need to do It's on Netflix. Next. You guys want to do that? <laughs> um, but thank you for uh, having me on your podcast uh, and yeah, chatting through this movie. Oh, my I think, God, Andrew. Thank you. I think after watching thank this movie, you so much. I'm pretty good with the content, and I can handle the conversations with my children. That's great. Yeah. Okay, but you're going to have to that sit them the down the podcast. and talk about what people's sexiest. See, I can't make them listen to the podcast. No, ask them if they understand what sexiest man alive means. Or just and assume they don't. That that is the assume they'll probably. Yeah, miss I think it. you're fine. Oh, there's an article though. Disney anyway. Plus users are left outraged over a deeply disturbing scene in the 1994 comedy Blank Check that shows an adult woman kissing an 11 year old boy on the mouth. I remember. I remember this. No one's saying it's not disturbing, Vite. We're just, I we're remember. just amazed how you're stuck on it. I can't because it's because it was normalized, you know, like I thought it's, it was 100% was not 100%. It's just a thing that you occurred. know what Kirsten Dunst in in interview with a vampire. She kisses Brad Pitt on the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, because her character is supposed to be like 800 years old. Oh. Well, so they did a Twilight. What's your point? Like <laughs> my point is. Why were kids kissing adults? Because okay. they want Andrew- to. Because they want to. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew thank you it's so been much. an absolute joy having you on this podcast. Ben, thanks for being here for some reason that we're not 100% me? sure. Why. You asked me to do it. I did not. I said, can you get me Andrew? And you said, great, I'll be on the podcast. I thought we were going to do too. Little Italy. Andrew always makes fun of me. I was just like, oh, I'm going to roast him through Little Italy. Then I was blindsided with Richie Rich. <laughs> oh, Andrew, you always make fun of Ben. You held back. Hmm? I never make fun of Ben. But I make fun of Ben. I make in one a very loving the, way. the same in a very joke over way. and over again. In a very and loving that's how way. I would respond. Yeah, but... Ben, do I make fun of you? Do you? You just yeah. did. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, what was your butt? <laughs> oh, but, yeah, what was uh, your butt? Ben's <laughs> current girlfriend, Hannah, and I, she makes fun of you a lot backstage. Yeah, it's great. It's like, <laughs> she oh, just yeah. fucking Hannah roasts you. Hannah roasts me all the time. <laughs> it's great. Hannah's great. During the year we're locked in together. <laughs> this guy, uh, it's great. This was a delight. Thank Hannah, you so much, just... guys. And thank you so much for having me on. And I feel like I thank watched you. movies with my friends today. And this felt like I've never felt so alive this year. Thank you. Aww. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Oh, so sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that as the ad for our show, yeah. like tonight. <laughs> like I'm gonna make a poster and send Andrew Funk's ad. Guys, do you have anything that you want to plug? Um, we want to plug season five of Kim's Convenience. Ben, when is it air? Yes. Season five, of Kim's Convenience airs very soon. It airs in January. Oh, and... Ben, Tuesday, January nineteenth. Nineteenth. 
Ditto. Oh, can we redo that? I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Uh, ben and I, I don't think pro- anyone from Kim's Convenience is listening. Sorry. <laughs> ben and I want to pro- pro- Yeah, we, 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 we want to pro- Season 5 Kim's convenience. convenience. When does it air, Ben? Oh, Tuesday, January 19th, 2021 on CBC and CBC Champ. What time? And also you can watch it on Netflix, right? No. <laughs> no. Okay, let's take it again. <laughs> ben, when does Kim's Convenience... <laughs> Season five of Kim's anyway, Convenience airs. Um, watch Little Italy, please. Yeah, we don't know. Oh, yeah, Gen- well. genuinely watch that movie. That is one of the funniest movies. <laughs> ben, <laughs> I, I, I love romantic comedies, and I'm so happy I got to be a friend in a romantic comedy. Um, and I got to be nude oh. in a movie. So you're welcome. Yeah, man. That's hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get it. Okay. Um, um, I have a question for you. Um. Do you think I could have been one of Emma Roberts's friends in Little Italy looking at Hayden Christians and being going, Mamma Mia? Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. That is. <laughs> going, that's one spicy meatball. Come over to my house. <laughs> what is this? In read? the cantina and fucking can some peeled plum tomatoes. <laughs> I. Anyways, I would have brought a real. That's incredible. I feel like. If you want to tell Petrie what he missed out on. The next, yeah, I'll tell him what he missed out on. And I will say that if you <laughs> were working with Christina Rosado, who was her friend, you guys would have been dynamite together. Um, because Christina Rosado was Italian. And fun note, she gave so much dialect coaching to Andrea Martin on the movie. <laughs> Who's very much not Italian. <laughs> and Christina Rosado. She's Armenian. Christina try like she like would, <laughs> would chat with people like she's Italian and she would like try to correct people like she's like I'm trying to make this movie Italian. Um, so bless her heart. She. And they're she- like, no, I refuse. <laughs> Alex and I have something called we call it you know like there's like blackface and stuff like we call that pasta face on the on the podcast <laughs> yeah. when people because pasta face happens. A lot in yeah. movies. People Actually, just... exclusively in movies. <laughs> hey, zip it a zoo. Anyways, guys, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. I just needed to talk Bye, about it. Bye, guys. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. I-